0: I have a name. Why would you need my huh? Starbucks must be. I'm a fucking
1: magician. Not the library's story. It's our story. This story belongs to a lot more people than you think. But you do, Minor Mender.
2: Well, All right, season four! So now I will uh-huh. have a season steady four. co-host, which is amazing, because I, I will stop, like, having to run after people. <laughs> so now I have Chase. Hi! <laughs> and Jasper. Hello. What's up? You don't have to run, but you do get to chase.
1: Ooh, ooh. Ooh. Ooh I think Ooh. It, it, oh, that I think it's gonna be 20 like damage that. with that. That was nice. <laughs> that's what happens when I take night out of No, man, that's
0: healing. That's healing. Um, that was it's beautiful. funny because I, I haven't watched of season it.
2: four since it's Eric Me neither. And I, I like the first Same. episode I was like, oh my god, this <laughs> is good. <laughs> I really like the first episode. It
0: was really good Yeah.
1: The first episode was really good. I'll
0: yeah. give it that. Yeah, I find like this is this is personal opinion, but I find the first episode of every season so far has been really yeah. strong. It grabs I think anyway, you like, immediately. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's right. These are these oh, trouble. I busts love, love these people. Love. I'm right. home. Hold hey, on. on, let
2: me get my problem. I I, I hope what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. is I hated season two. Season mm-hmm. two was the worst for me. And with the podcast, it's now one of my favorites because of like everything we discover. So I really hope uh-huh. that I'm going to love season four more because um, I'm terrified of doing <laughs> episode 13, but that's in 13 episodes. So we're okay. This was the first episode or this was
1: the first season that I watched without my brother. So I, yeah. Yeah, I've got it. To- for anyone who doesn't know, I have a twin brother and we're very, very close and psychically connected and do everything together. And he moved to Oregon, which is across oh, the United States from me. And um it's
0: very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> <Were> you like <laughs> But you can still like text them like Oregon has an it internet does? connection, <laughs> you were still like shit, why did you tell me this? As, as far as I know. Listen, my United States geography is like shit, but I'm like 90% sure. I don't sure know Oregon where our internet. <laughs> uh,
2: so the theme is distraction and I was wondering what to talk about until I realized, "Hey, we are right now in April as we record, and the world needs fucking distraction." <laughs> um as we are re- as we are recording, uh, the world has not end yet. We are just under quarantine.
1: When Knock on wood, the world hasn't Before ended people yet. hear my co-hosting, I'm going to be <laughs> mad because I need validation.
2: <laughs> um, and I was wondering like, oh, uh, like, should I go the easy way and talk about how people need distraction? But I'm going to go, I'm, I i want to show how distraction can be super good and super bad. Super good in the Animal Crossing ended up uh, coming out the time the quarantine happened. And Animal Crossing... Yeah. And the funny oh, thing the is we were delayed six months. So like like it's like everything was meant for it to happen that time. And I've never played that. Animal Crossing basically is a relaxing game where uh you are the mayor of a village and you pick apples and you are friends with animals. And you you chase bug and you fish outside. It's super calming, super fun. Oh, that's just my real life. <laughs> but it's super calming. And a lot of people find escapism in doing that right now. Especially you can go online and be with other people and be in their town. So there's a way of connecting yeah, uh, with people, which is amazing. And to a point where uh, Nintendo doesn't have Switches anymore. They have to do more, but they are in slowdown because... Of the virus, so it's like a problem.
0: They're all, yeah, a whole, um, the whole thing. And on.
2: in the bad size, there's the fucking Tiger King, where oh, everyone is fucking <laughs> obsessed <laughs> by this trashy tv and Tiger I am King. sure it
1: will <laughs> never
2: have been that popular if people had something to do in their life.
0: I think I think it would have made a splash, but I think it would be more of a niche audience versus like fucking everyone going at it. Like I would watch that even if it was under like self-isolation or anything. It. That is my jam. Oh my god! I haven't it's played so Animal bad.
1: Crossing. I haven't watched Tiger King. <laughs> <play. continued to laughs> All I know is that a tiger's got corona. And the guy from Tiger King also has Corona. Oh. And I feel like I'm connecting some
2: dots. And a woman might have fed her, her, her husband to a lion. Is that how she killed him? All I know is she killed him.
0: No, 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 no. No, it's the septic, it's the septic tank. It's totally the septic tank.
2: But uh, have, the, I have, I the thing have, like, is, this is trash, trash TV. It is
0: like really um, bad. Trash it's TV. Made, oh, yeah, it's absolutely. like the Jersey
2: Shore of TV. And I am sure that if people didn't Mm -hmm. need as much distraction, it wouldn't be this social phenomenon right now.
0: I love trash TV. Probably not.
2: I just find it interesting how when you need distraction, (laughs) you can go into that awesome and gathering and and like going to uh, with like oh i'm gonna be socializing with people on other means or you know i want to be like everyone and everyone talk about tiger king so i'm gonna watch that trash tv when you don't want to like i refuse to watch it because i know i'm gonna get mad and sad but like i feel out of the loop and out of the community right now because every fucking one talk about it I haven't been able to watch any shows since the Magician's finale. So, uh, before we um, go into the deep analysis analysis, and that, thank you, uh, it, it's analysis. time for the 30 second recap. Are you all ready? <laughs> no. I know. I think
0: so, so much happened in this free, I fucking I episode, think. dude. Uh, so... <laughs> I counted, there were four, there were like four, like, nope. A-POP, B c there were like four So, um,
2: I'm gonna start since <laughs> I did the, 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 the story, and then you go. So, oh, can I do something it. real yeah. quick? Sorry, not to interrupt. I was just gonna say,
1: on distraction, I'm really glad right now to have this as a mm-hmm. distraction from my life. Because yeah. not just with the uh, pandemic going on or anything, um, today is the, technically, they say it's the seventh. It was actually the sixth, the one year anniversary of the day my mom died. So I am very glad to be here right now instead of hiding under a blanket. Me too. I'm
0: scared to hear that, man. I'm, I'm not trying but to bring, we got you. Down, I'm trying to bring you? it up. We all got time to be sad. Yeah, we, we cannot got not do passes. Okay, so I'm going
2: to start. Ready? go so everyone is under like a different uh identity and alice is like oh my god i'm stuck in the library and uh zelda is like it's for your good it's really not and then we meet santa claus but then after that uh sam with katie became like a a cop and it become kind of a cop like csi episode and then there's dj ansel vape and uh margot is margot but like with an accent (laughs) and uh Oh yeah, there's a something phallic with Elliot and um (laughs) That's it.
0: (laughs) I mean the thing is we're not wrong. Like not no. Okay, (laughs) uh who wanna
2: continue? (laughs) You're gonna try half.
0: I think you got most of it. Uh know, or should I?
1: Alright, you got this. Go. Penny looks like Jesus, uh, Zelda read Alice's book and knows how many times she came, um, Santa Claus is real, and I love Marina.
2: Yeah, that basically, yeah. That's 15 seconds, but that, yeah. The, yeah. I, I couldn't think.
0: I think the only thing I think the only thing you guys missed was uh, yeah. Julia being like an architect, and also like Margo Margo being like punted Oh man, I forgot my I
1: forgot my most important point. Mm. Todd is not wearing a Dulce and Gabbana shirt. <laughs> it is a knockoff Dulce and Gabbana. That gold stripe. It is a knockoff Dulce and Gabbana shirt.
0: That's pretty. It that's is. pretty Todd like. He probably. He probably got it off of like those people that have those trucks in New York yep. City that just like unload counterfeit merchandise and like,
1: got her
2: um, he totally knockoff Alexander them. McQueen uh, bomber yep. jacket. So uh, we start, <laughs> uh, we, I like that we start with the the recap and we see all the libraries using the siphon to get the, the magic but basically they use like they distracted the people and like they took them together for them to have the magic. So without like the quester, the library wouldn't have magic. And I don't know if you saw the first yeah. frame of the show is um, Irene Miss Callister running for office. Oh man, I missed mm-hmm. that.
1: She should it. Oh, but what? the
2: thing is, I think she ended up having it cause um, later uh, Fogg says like everyone uh, is throwing themselves at your feet and at Irene's feet for Saving Magic.
1: I didn't vote for
0: her. I totally didn't notice. No, no, honestly, like that's because I watched like, Frame for Frame
2: episodes. <laughs> so, sure. Um, and I was like, I'm sure, I love that they, there are always Easter eggs in uh, this, this show. And uh, this was one. And then we start mm-hmm. uh, the show with Kim, who is Julia.
0: I love. Yeah. Okay. Um. Can I, uh, uh. I'll be real quick. Like, I there are two things that I really wanted to hit on. That. Um. I love that. Her yes. To break the Exactly what I right had it written me. down. I also really, really like. Like, this is the most Julia thing you could possibly do. Instead of like when that page goes through the like cracks, instead of like thinking of like looking for an alternative way, Usually she just it. jumps the fence. That is like, yeah, that's the most Julia way to handle a problem I've ever seen. And also, okay, like, how I did Todd know exact exactly what Elliot
2: said? Like,
1: Because Todd word? is creepy.
2: <laughs> I,
0: he, like, I wrote, wrote that question and him? I came that's up, what I up want with to know. Uh,
2: maybe an answer, which is that uh, he wrote Fogg's memoir.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Or Fogg told, so so Fog 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 told him. maybe Fogg told him. Oh, or like he knew that. yeah, 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 uh, yeah Oh, yeah, this is a that. new time loop. I'm gonna go spy on, <laughs> on, uh, on Elliot. Um, and also I love how uh, Julia shows a bit in this uh, this moment because one of the first things Julia does in season one episode one is raise her hand during uh, the test, and the Fog is like, and when Kim sat down, she raised her hand too. Well, that was
1: that. So- that was something I wrote down. Was that the, the characters, even though they're they're not themselves, they're different people. They're still very much reflections of their original selves. Julia's is still the smartest. Uh-huh. Katie's still a badass. Margo's Margo. Josh is Josh. Josh
0: yeah even <laughs> josh didn't change at all even penny he's not necessarily personality wise but he's still cautious exactly. and he's still the voice of like the, what? the question Let's, i
2: like, I, I kind of ask is why did why did fog do like brought kim like he said like yes it's to look up for julia after julia after he fucked her over once but do you think it's to distract himself from the other and saying like at least i have my eye on one of them I have my favorite student.
0: Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I I think Fogg is one of the most underrated characters in the whole goddamn show, to be perfectly honest. And I think it's really, really interesting that I wrote a whole ass paragraph on this. (laughs) I think it's really, really interesting that Fogg, as a person, winds up distracting both Kimber and uh, Professor Lipson, I think her name Mm -hmm. is, from this situation. And, like, I want to know... Like what his motives are, because the cool thing about fog, like no matter the fog, is that his his motives are like so up in the air.
2: I, I think he I find re- anyway. He regrets I just oh, he's
0: such a cool yeah. character, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You think he was telling I the think truth?
2: He regrets for the most part? a lot of
1: things as he should,
2: and I think like this is the one thing that he could mm-hmm. do is watch one of them uh, and. St- he could fix one thing. Oh, well, yeah. yeah! So it took it took uh, Kimber over. But the thing is, um, Kim doesn't have magic. Uh, when uh, Julia, uh, sorry, Kimber uh, is taking her uh, exam and fails everything, um, uh, Lipson is saying like, "Oh, I, I wish we had more time. We had more magic, so we could do it at once and not like in small groups." And Fugg is like, "Well, that's all it is." But I think. The library is doing that to distract Fog by giving them not enough, like because it takes all of our time. So by not giving them enough magic, it distracts Fog and Fog cannot take them over.
0: Yeah, no, I, I do. I think you're totally right. I just think it's really interesting that the library decides to do all of that i mean we know why obviously by the end of season four but i think it's really really interesting like i think they know to watch fog because fog mm-hmm. is fog and fog knows what's up
1: and fog's the gonna do something completely insane that no one sees coming because he's fog and that's what he does <laughs>
0: he does
1: he what he his his wants own plan. Plan.
2: was saying how in season four uh, fog was more of a politician. So, I would like to keep that idea that he's doing politics right now throughout season four
0: yeah, he's kind of in an interesting place where he's not really part of like the magician's crew and he's not really part of i say like the main magician's crew, but he's also not part of like the library or anything, so it's it's this weird kind <laughs> of sub um, fog al- also
2: just uh, uh- we every time, every season, the title card with the magician on it is different and have clues. Have you seen that the, this one is clear of distraction? This one is, is virgin, it's mm-hmm. clear of distraction. 100%. There's nothing, which is what the library is. I'm kind of uh, intrigued by Kimber. She's a, uh, I wish, I honestly mm-hmm. wish we had more of them before they get, get back to them.
1: I kind of kept forgetting about
0: Kimber, to be honest. I I I would yeah. if we had, like, maybe one or two um, more episodes. Yeah, I don't
2: have a lot about Next Kimber, episodes. but I remember... Okay, here. Um, so, we come back to Kimber after a couple of months, and they are um, finding their disciplines.
1: Oh, and that, again, reflects Quentin, where she doesn't have a discipline. Yes. She's... Discipline-less. she's she's Quentin she's
0: now. Quentin I, I have so many feelings about Quentin and Julia's friendship and how fucking dope it is like I think I've said dope maybe six or seven times already <laughs> since we started recording <laughs> oh, but it's and also truth.
2: I like how uh, they use Harry Potter language because um, they were saying like oh they call me a squib and the fuck saying like ha 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 that's funny he's like no that's hate speech and I'm gonna look into that and Coming from fog?
0: <laughs>
2: you go. It's good to get that good G. What's his dad? <laughs> this episode is the
1: most yeah. functional fog has been because I think I have a theory going on here. Yeah. He really didn't like Jane taking away his favorite student. And he was pouting the whole last three seasons because she took his favorite student away. So, oh. no, I'm not going to be useful until this episode. Timeline ends in Hellfire. Oh, fuck! Holy shit,
2: that is good.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is I good! I think he wanted to reset the timeline. <laughs> he was
2: just waiting for it to reset and Julia to be back.
0: It's true, because he didn't do really
2: shit until
0: James died. And even died.
1: then, he was mad about oh, it. Oh, damn! And now he's got Julia back in the school. He's like,
2: I am going to be functional and a good dean.
0: Hot diggity shit, me, You're on the song.
2: I I don't know if you noticed, know but when Fog uh, Kimber asks question, Fog distracts her. It either either don't answer or answer back with a question.
0: Yeah. See, to me, that kind of blends in with normal Fog. Fog is either like, I'm tired of this, do whatever, because he won't listen to me anyway, or he just doesn't give a straight answer. And with Julia, he
2: doesn't <laughs> want her to go away. I think so. this time it was purposefully. Mm hmm. He didn't. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah, no, 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 And also right. liked to talk with Julia in prior mind because she's a goddamn genius. So, yeah. This is his favorite uh-huh. child, this is the only one he likes. <laughs>
1: The rest just keeps
0: showing up. I kind of got the impression that knowledge students are like as super rare as like travelers, mm-hmm. like once in a while well, you a, get one.
2: Her discipline is really, really rare.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm wondering if the last mm-hmm. person to have the knowledge discipline in Bills was yes. Fog, because Fog, Fog
1: is knowledge, right? I always assumed Marina was yeah. knowledge. But I also oh, have okay. a theory about <coughs> Marina um, having uh, memory ma- manipulation as her discipline, so that would probably be psyched. Yeah, because
2: she's the only one that manipulated memories in the show.
1: Mm-hmm. She erased James's memory, mm. tampered with Julia's. That's right. She was able to,
0: right. was able to put her things. own memories
1: back into her head, which I feel like would be really difficult.
0: Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Marina yeah.
1: episode where Marina
2: shows up in the last ten minutes. Um, well, let's go to um, the <laughs> library right now with Alice and Zelda, and the, the sequence starts with two librarians uh, giving books to gel uh, people and talking about there's a cockroach problem and to have people stop putting crumbs all over. They're not with their mom, and she's asking, "Does comic? Uh, does, should I put a?" a a post in w- with Comic Sans as a font, or or it will distract people from the intent message. And I was like, <laughs> "Dude, that's a routine right there." <laughs> <laughs> but I like the idea that, like, I I honestly, if someone writes like, "Go home, you're gonna die," there's a virus in Comic Sans. I won't take it seriously.
0: That is my sense of humor, like, in a nutshell. And I feel
1: like (laughs) the librarian should know that.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, But also, uh, then after that, we have Alice, who who Santa tried to talk, and she's like, I'm not here to entertain you. I think Alice is Santa's distraction.
1: I think, yeah. And I think that Santa also wants to
2: distract Alice,
1: because he knows... That when you're super depressed and just going to lay there and not eat your plate of bacon, you're not going to get anything yeah. done. He knows he needs Alice to get out of here, so he's got to distract Alice so that Alice can be Alice. Which, speaking of Alice being Alice, she's the only one who wanted to lose her
0: goddamn memories. The only one who
1: didn't. The irony.
0: Oh, I love this show. No, This show is yeah. literally no one gets a break, the series. <laughs> I was
2: wondering why does Alice hate the book of everyone? Alice hates everything right Because she's like, oh, you I read hate- my book, you sneaky bitch, blah, blah, blah. Well,
0: I think that's a but huge invasion of privacy the in general, before. too.
2: She even used Quintins later.
1: I think it's more there's a power dynamic there where she's a prisoner, uh-huh. and Zelda is the prison guard, and now the prison guard has got all of this information, this very deep personal, literally all of Alice's information,
2: and Alice knows nothing about her. so there's a huge power imbalance. and there I think now. she tries to gaining back by using things that make Zelda uncomfortable, which is sex. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Zelda's a freak. I mean, she's She's a it. So the book that um, she gives (laughs) to Alice with her plate of bacon is Metamorphosis by Kafka. Yes, so I never wrote the book, so I went into a Kafka rabbit hole for (laughs) y'all. Uh, but it's the story of, uh, first is the second beetle reference that we had, a cockroach reference that we have in the episode, which uh, kind of foreshadow what Al is going to do uh-huh. with the cockroach in her mouth. Um, but it's a man waking uh-huh. up and be- uh, uh, waking up and he, he's, he became a monstrous insect. I love the word monstrous because kind of what happened uh-huh. to Elliot. But it, waking up as an insect is like uh-huh. the other waking up at other identity as well. And then uh, Zelda used that to, uh-huh. to use uh, this one as distraction. And I was like, why this one? Why is it in the story? And at the end of the story, the monster cockroach dies because he starved himself to death.
0: Yeah, the whole thing is, like, a a whole take on depression and whatnot. Yeah, and basically, like, the other three of them,
2: but, like, he had to kill himself, and he died. He killed himself by not eating, and she's trying to sell to Alice, eat, and give him that book. This was, like, perfectly targeted Uh to him. She's doing it in a way, too,
1: that she knows Alice will understand. She's catering Uh her request specifically to Alice, which I feel like looking back and knowing what we know about Zelda, you really see that she's not trying to torment Alice and be a bad person. She's This is how she knows to help in this situation. She thinks she's mm-hmm. doing the right yeah. thing.
0: Totally. I was absolutely going to say that. And it's also kind of funny how Zelda's attempt to help Helped Alice, just totally not amazing. Helping Alice works
1: works the opposite of how you plan. The
2: question I have is why then, if she was helping Alice, why did she lie that fog was not there?
0: Because I don't think she thinks Alice was ready for that. It would also give a false
1: sense of hope. Mm As much as she's trying to make Alice comfortable, but. She doesn't want her to get this false sense of, like... She doesn't want her to do something heroic.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think when Zelda was like, no, you can't see Fox, she was being malevolent, like you were saying, in any way. I just think this was how she knew how to help. And, and part of that was, like, making sure... And keeping Alice from doing
2: something... Alice. Which Alice doesn't yeah, really yeah, but which It's interesting because after that, you're... you're um, <laughs> She, she talks with Fogg and Fogg said when the spell inevitably fails, their blood will be on your end. Basically, Henry say what what happened won't work and it's just a distraction before we're taking you down. Also, I think it's the
0: first uh-huh. time
1: Fogg is able to shift the blame here. Because I think over the past few timelines, everything bad has ha- that has happened he's kind of taken in on himself and it's been internalized as his fault. So this is one of the few times he'd be like, this is your fault. That's
0: true. Yeah. That must have felt so damn good for him. He He went out and bought a new pair of fancy
2: vibrant (laughs) shoes. Have you noticed that Alice didn't read the book? (laughs) Uh, I think she already had. I assumed she already had. Alice didn't read the book. She, uh, told santa to go away she, she she kind of refused distraction and so it, it made her more depressed and more focused uh-huh. on her guilt and her depression i feel meanwhile santa is trying to distract her oh god mode. and um can we talk about santa saying i'm not good at comforting you're fucking santa claus he didn't mean to be santa claus <laughs> Okay, being Santa was an accident. Elves do weird sex shit. <laughs> uh, also, the library charged Santa for murder
0: because he, he
2: sent elves in the poison room.
0: Right, but also we do know that Grandma did get run over by a reindeer what? too. So, like, let's I mean, not gloss over that, that. Wasn't committed on
1: library property.
0: <laughs> no that was a question. terrible
1: joke um, I, I wrote down uh, Sylvia for another thing that's going to come up later but um so Santa was charged with the elves death because they died in the yes. poison room but Penny wasn't charged
2: with Sylvia's death when she died in the poison room so they hate Santa I think it was like kind of uh, I wanted to get it's when they charge Al Capone with tax evasion they couldn't get him up uh,
1: that makes me so bad. Yeah, they,
2: they couldn't get him out of arsony or out of like mafia crime, so they got him on tax evasion.
1: And everyone tells that story like it's some great, great thing. Like it's some great trick. Look, we got the bad guy. No, you abused power, <laughs> and you got him on something bullshit. Al Capone getting arrested for
2: tax evasion is
1: bullshit, and I. Well, oh, anyway,
2: it. He was about today he had syphilis, but um. No. <laughs> what.
0: It's uh, syphilis, the, but like in your soul. So, the thing I
2: don't like about saying that he killed them because of the poison room, it's kind of saying. It's kind of the like, does the gun kill the people, or the the people that have the gun, or the people that build the gun? Well, here's a uh, connected to the poison room was Sylvia's death
0: suicide. Whoa. I maybe, um, but like I think the reason why they charged Santa and they didn't charge anyone else is because I don't think Santa was ever a librarian. I think he was just a magician that got into the poison room. Whereas I think there's a certain, I guess risk. I'm th- I'm overthinking library rules right now, but I think there's like a, a certain like risk associated with being a librarian, and part of that is like, oh shit, you're in the poison <laughs> room. Anymore. You know, they really didn't
2: charge Penny because they wanted Penny somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, like they, yeah, they, also, they, like, they, they didn't valuable. cure Penny when he could have. So I think that's because they, that's why they didn't charge Good him. Good point. Uh, they wanted him somewhere, so like we're gonna not look at your what you did, old.
0: I had oh yeah, Penny, and okay. he just wound up working for the underworld. Brand, anyway. They did charge What's him. Up?
1: Penny got a death sentence. Only four. They could I mean, have not oh no, yeah. They didn't. They <laughs> got charged. I just, I blew my own mind there.
0: Tonight on the on <laughs> unsolved. That's
2: you too. I feel like Ryan. I connected on you, they didn't connect anything. Um, can we talk about the little smile Alice does when she realizes she's talking to Santa? I, I wrote wanna... that down. Uh, Alice's face when she realizes it's Santa.
1: It's she becomes a different person for a minute. She suddenly eight
2: years she's old. She starts
0: living. Yeah. Thing is,
2: know. he talked about suicide uh-huh. and he gave her the idea of suicide. Was it? That's not what Santa got me for Christmas. Okay, I have like two questions. Did Santa did that to give her a distraction? Because it was a problem to solve? Like he knew that Alice would be fine. So Diddy said, like, okay, I tried to kill myself. Here are I did it. And then she, he knew that if she get out once, she's going to get out again. Like He, he, he
1: gave her pretty detailed because, instructions. Exactly.
2: And he, uh, in season five, he gave her uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Quentin's page. Well, the Seed C- C- World page to kick her butt to get out of her, her funk. I think giving her the idea of suicide was the same thing.
0: I I think I think he tried it though. I yeah, I think but he, tried it, it, though. It, it
2: didn't work because maybe he knows that he doesn't have the cleverness of Alice, or the willpower of Alice,
0: mm-hmm.
2: or maybe they're just not as lenient with him
0: because they're racist. Yeah. I I just I just kind of assumed that Alice was the only one capable of like tricking the well, library. I, and that's why I think like okay, but sometimes
2: like okay, I didn't die, but if I do that. I'm going to save Alice. Alice's going to get out. And by helping her get out, she's going to get me
0: out. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: All I know is Santa completely believes in her. And I really liked what he said when he was, like, telling her she was good. Yes.
2: No matter how much guilt she had. Mm -hmm. Especially in that part. Like, she just made julia not become a goddess anymore and made her friend forget everything and fucked everyone over but having someone to say hey you're not a bad person you just did a mistake i think it also
1: helped like he'd just given her the idea of suicide the attempt like the, the told her how to attempt suicide in this place and he's like by the way you are a good person please don't actually die
0: I also yeah and I think Alice has this habit of jumping the gun and doing incredibly I- incredibly crazy things and it seems really selfish even though she she doesn't think it is and then just beating herself up over it probably more than anyone else does and well, everyone else of that comes is, for is her. is her mental illness and her PTSD and the way that she views the world like
1: when she destroyed the the keys for yeah. magic she didn't do that to be mean. Uh-huh. She did that because I was a niffin and had all this magic, and I did bad things
2: with magic. Therefore, magic is bad. The only thing I don't understand then is why does yeah, oh, totally. Santa say said that he's disappointed that she tried?
0: See, I don't think I also I don't think Santa set Alice up to do that stuff. I think I, that was I, Alice I trying I to game the system. He, I really do.
2: I think that he, he kicked her butt. That's for sure.
0: It's, yeah. It's, it's oh awesome. yeah oh yeah no, did it. can I just as a segue <laughs> mhm well I think people I, I think that was kind of like part of mm-hmm. him coming clean with it too it might have been Um. can I just say as a segue the fact that I just said Alice or the fact that I just said Santa tried to make Alice kill herself is yeah. kind of a fantastic sentence
2: I love that we're talking about Santa like, Claus suicide <laughs> <break. laughs> Mm-hmm. For Christmas,
1: Santa gave Alice suicidal ide- ideation. Mm. Um, also, I think that Santa <laughs> knew that Alice couldn't die because Penny wasn't there. And every time someone has killed themselves in this show, Penny has been there. Penny has a problem with people killing themselves oh. in front
2: of him. Hmm. Stanley, Sylvia... Not Quentin.
0: Every yeah. time... I, I think I, I really do. I think Santa was just trying to make Alice feel better, and I, I really do. And it just kind of went to shit because Alice was like, "Oh, look at all maybe this Maybe like it's the first I time she have. was distracted,
2: so she used it <laughs> at her advantage. But if she was not, if she had been reading and have her mind busy, maybe the idea of suicide would not have come to her. I mean, I feel like it would. Have. Sure, I sure, feel sure, like sure. It had been sure. on her mind for a while. Mm. Um. Do you feel that Zelda used Alice as kind of a replacement for Harriet? Oh yeah. Okay, um, it's not just hell yeah. okay. She
1: could she could keep Alice there, unlike Harriet, mm-hmm. who you know left. Alice was in a cage. You're my daughter now, and I'm gonna
2: love you. That's the thing. It. Like she tells her everything, like, "Oh, I believe in you, and I think you could be better." Blah blah blah. While well, Alice have a cockroach in your her mouth. I'm sure she's not listening a single word while Zelda is saying, because she has a goddamn cockroach in her mouth. Zelda is really... Right.
1: Th- this is She doesn't know how to do things, mm. or how people be, or how world work. It kind of reminds me of when I was first trying to make friends...
0: And I had no idea how to do it. <laughs> yeah, Zelda is another fascinating character for me, just in general, because I've tr- I've tried to pick her apart a couple times, just because I really like her and I like to see what makes her tick. And I think she's like this weird case of like she had a rough whenever yeah. she was, yeah, um, like a hedge witch. Lack kind of a better word, yeah, younger, and I think she just cocooned herself in the library so damn much because it's so safe that she forgot everything. It became
2: a personality. There's something that she says that just mm-hmm. like blew my mind. She says, "This is not a pre- prison here." And uh, what better cause? Uh, uh, what what is more fulfilling than immersing yourself in the work of the order? First, it's two statement. It's a prison, yes. and you can be in the order. It's two statement. But also, do you think, that's think that Belinda is in prison? I think it. No, I think the
1: order saved her. I think she sees it as a thing that saved her her
2: life and made her life worth something. Because the the way she say like the order and what I'm doing yep. to you is not a prison, and if you just like. It, it won't become a prison if you like put your mind into working. I'm just wondering if she's kind of brainwashed into I'm not in prison in the the yes, library I'm uh, Emmett saved me save me. I'm gonna put that in quote and and I'm- she got so brainwashed into right. if you help the order, you're gonna be fulfilled and happy like when I was in a cult
0: I don't think. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it is a prison to Zelda at all. Like, in, in any aspect, she's she's voluntarily choosing to do things, and I think that's mm-hmm. part of why she believes and in it so it, much. It goes back to, like, it's a, it's a
1: very cult mentality. Like, when I look back on the situation I was in, I'm like, that's fucking crazy. You were being held prisoner, whereas at the time, this is a good thing. I'm in a good place. If your mm-hmm. captor makes you feel like where you're at is good and you hear that every day eventually where you're at will become good in your mind
2: yeah. well let's just uh, do the quick part with uh Quentin and the monster because it's literally like three minutes I didn't know Jimmy were sprinkles before this episode that's the
1: thing about that I love about the monster is he he doesn't He doesn't know things, and he's very curious. He's very much Uh like a child, and he orders sprinkles, and it's like ice cream with Jimmys. That's not what I wanted, and it's like a child throwing a temper tantrum, except with blood.
0: Yeah, um, I do think it's interesting that the only ones who aren't fully distracted by their lives are like Brian and Sam cuz everyone else's are so perfect but Brian has been put in a situation where he literally can't whereas <laughs> Sam kind of, of for was lack of supposed a better word, well, to go Brian, Brian has a bad day, day of Brian's life
1: and he is
2: counting junior Prom. <laughs> <laughs> but um the monsters say like oh I cannot even say your real name cuz uh, when I poke the glamour it doesn't like it and I was like damn Henry, your your, your spell is strong if a god cannot Poke it, but then I realized I think he's just playing the game. Like for him, he is distraction. He's used to be distracted by games. So, him, oh, the new rules is I cannot call you Quentin. Well, that's a new rule in our game. Like, he doesn't understand that he could, like, come him him back like oh, this, you know? Everything is a game. Like, yeah. i said, he's like a yeah. child. This is a game. I, it,
1: it's. Then he, he mentions I, that he needs a coat because if these bodies get cold, they die. And I don't, I don't think he knows what death means. I don't think he knows what dying means. No. I think he just knows it means you go away and you don't get to play anymore. I think it means I have to change the body. When someone dies, they can't play with me mm-hmm. anymore. So if I die, I can't play with you anymore he has no idea that it means gone forever from the world and everyone just that they're not playing anymore i liked when he brought up that you know he's had to to kill all of quentin's friends but it's okay you don't know them and it'll hurt less if you don't know them and i think that's interesting concerning how he lost his sister <gasps> Not yet,
0: but he doesn't remember. Not that, does yet, it?
1: but I think there's like a hint of. Oh. I think he doesn't remember, and that's why if you don't, yeah. if you don't remember them, it won't hurt. There's something I don't
2: remember that doesn't. Yeah, hurt, yeah. If that makes sense, oh, and I oh, like this idea because uh, when you think about it, Julia did that to herself in season one by removing her yeah. memory of what happened with Reynard.
1: Yeah. And again, he doesn't know what death means, so it's just you can't play with your friends
0: anymore. Yeah, I don't think he particularly cares one way or another about death. Like, that's how low it is. Like, he doesn't care to understand it, because, like, yeah. whatever. It just he doesn't he know that it means gone
2: forever. Just, yeah, he just knew yeah. that Quentin was his next playmate, basically.
0: Yeah. Like I
2: don't think that's something that even registers, mm-hmm. or
0: would even and for register. for some reason, did I just know. love that
1: line about where he's like, "I need a coat because if you get these bodies too cold, they die," which shows he's learning on his own, doing his own research of the rules of the game. <laughs> so uh,
2: let's go to uh, the rest of the Scooby Gang.
0: Yes, this is where the majority oh, of my shit I am is. Game for uh, <laughs> um, Sam. Yeah, uh, I would absolutely, I would absolutely watch a whole show about Cobb, Katie, and also like for a brief, beautiful, beautiful moment, we had like a Margot and Katie moment, and I was just like, if this was a bodyguard situation, because it's one of my favorite guilty pleasures, yeah. like, I would I'm not be mad about it.
1: Dick Wolf, <laughs> SHU Special Hedge Witch Unit. Well, we were talking yeah.
2: earlier how like um, uh, Margo and uh, not Margo, uh, Julia and Kim were the same. Katie and Sam are the same. They're both headstrong. They both don't let go when they have a hunch. They, 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 they go deeper than the others. Uh-huh.
1: They're very determined. And also, Katie and Sam have, have this other weird thing in common where they latch onto something to distract them from their life or lack thereof.
0: Oh, yeah, they tunnel because vision the shit out of it. they don't that. have anything
1: else going on good in their life. So if I hyper-focus on work, then nothing bad will affect me. I can't mm-hmm. see what's behind me because I'm looking at work and life is work.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Katie and Sam both have a feeling of when things are too good. And I don't know if it's, like, the self-sacrificing part of them or not, but they're just, like, something is wrong. I'm going to, like, figure out what it is because this is too good. It's, the other shoe is going to come. It's trauma. At some point. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <quantum>. I'm happy. <laughs> Why? But <laughs> well, have you have you noticed that that's, mm-hmm. there's a beautiful shot when um, K- uh, Sam uh, is is uh, going after the hedge and she tried to open the, the cupboard and he's not in it. She has her gun raised to her face, and we see a cross, uh, uh, like a, a, a necklace, and it's the cross, uh, the cross. And I I like this idea of being religious and yet holding someone at gunpoint. There's a duality there that we rarely see in the yeah. magician. this like religion. Like usually there's like the gods. But this idea of wearing a cross is so mundane, and yet what you're doing is not like the Bible's. Anyway, (laughs) man, I just I just feel like we missed out on getting to hear
1: Sam Katie say, ma'am, there's only one god and he doesn't have one. (laughs) Katie, please be Captain America.
0: I yeah, no, I kind of like the idea that Sam Cunningham was like a very like I, I guess stereotypical New York cop like go goes home, goes to Dad church every like Sunday. You know that sort of deal. Yeah, it's so it's so statistically average. It's safe. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what I felt like Sam was because of the whole Can we talk about also you mentioned the Oh sorry. You
1: mentioned the cross and
2: I have always had Ken and Katie as being Jewish. Ha huh. I like that. No no yeah. really, really yeah. I, it's a really I uh, no I just I wanted to mention the uh, kudos to the director of this episode who, um, every time there's a shot in the mirror, we see their counterpart. Yes! Uh, and it's not yes. even... And kudos for that. It's uh, really, really well done.
1: Also, shout out to the... Uh, the same thing. Shout out to the costume department, which I will have a lot to say on <laughs> later. Josh,
0: not yeah. Josh looks a lot like somebody... I I know, yeah. And it really wigs <laughs> me out whenever it cuts to him in his mirror. Like I didn't I didn't notice it until I watched it for this episode and then it switched to this like slightly of only guy with That's glasses fair. and I was like, no, uh, just I don't know. Before watch we
2: that. go to them, uh why is Marina icona Scorpio? When uh Mark is texting to her, saying like, yo, I think it, I think it's a cop, I'm not sure. I th- Okay.
0: Cause you can't um, help what she is.
2: It's that fucking. Oh no! Oh, sorry, you you're
0: go. You, you way love your way smarter. Girl. You I know what you're
1: say. It's way smarter, and mine is just isn't Casey Rolla's. <laughs> but what did you say, it in? Why happen. not
0: both? <laughs> um, my my. Fa- I think I talked about it the last time I was on this podcast. One of my favorite like fables or stories yes. or cautionary tales or whatever is the Scorpion and the Frog it's it's one of my favorites and it's just that uh, i can't yeah i can't help what i am it's it's yeah. she's very because much that i like that
2: uh, this whole thing with sammy we kind of see how muggle interact with hidden magic we re- we don't see that before yes and yeah I love it, it just goes oh, a bit further with like you know things exploding and stuff
0: yeah, I also just really like that the fact that the one guy just got away. Her partner yeah, like, was like, "Yeah, that's kind fucking of like uh, he, <laughs> did, he just doesn't did, get like, caught." He
2: doesn't believe in the system, kind of.
1: I mean, who does?
0: I just yeah, or like because of how because of how like woojee everything is, you just kind of also it with I love. This guy. Um,
1: I, I need cat. I need you to confirm something that Katie said. Charms and enchantments is that French for crystal meth? Mm-hmm. Is that French for
0: crystal no. meth?
2: Oh, no, I'm it's a badly crazy, written right? line. In French crystal meth is crystal meth. Oh, I can say that. <laughs> um, I don't think it's a badly <laughs> written
1: line so much as it sticks to the character of Sam, yes. where
0: She's just yeah, that might be where it was, but it just—it felt so weird. It's a—it's a, a line from it, a comic book. It's I a line like, from oh, a TV okay.
2: sh- a cup TV show. You don't say that in real life, but like in this Samponian sure. cup. I feel the opposite. I feel like it
1: is a line you would hear in real life because you know how sometimes you say things that you think are clever, and then you're like, "Wait a second, that makes no fucking sense."
2: I didn't notice. Did Mark had the pendant before when he looked at, at, at Katie the first time or not? Okay, that's why he got mm, I didn't it think he that. Did. I was like, but I don't if know. he had the pendant and he exploded that much, like he basically got pushed away and got injured, that freaking meant that he should have exploded. But it makes more sense that he didn't have the pendant and went to the car to get it. I love that as as this was happening, yeah.
1: Marina had no hesitation. Oh, that's yeah. Katie. This is some Katie.
2: Well she she's she's worked well, that's Marina twenty three. Didn't Marina twenty three worked with Katie? Probably. Yeah, she she probably was blackmailing her still before she yeah. died, you know.
1: Uh, yeah, and then Mark gets hit by a bus, and Marie's like, "Oh, that was my friend, but look, my other friend is back, and she got my other friend hit by a bus, and now I'm her friend again." <laughs>
2: um, and then we go to Margot. What the fuck is Margot's Margo. accent? Well, not Margot, sorry, Janet's accent. It reminds me a lot of the dialect I had when I came out of international
0: boarding <laughs> school. I. I didn't notice. Like I just got oh, Devil yes. Wears Prada oh, vibes yes. from all of her like in like intonation. I never, I never got. Well, well maybe and well, I, I, I I like it's the first time that. she speaks, she, <laughs>
2: she had this like thick accent that she kind of lose around the end. But I'm like, what the fuck oh. is that?
1: It reminded me a little bit of a, a, a transatlantic accent almost.
2: Mm. I also like uh, that we see um yeah. kittens. And do you know the reason why? Because the actor loved kittens. Because <laughs> he just because he loved kittens, so Sarah was like, "Let's put kittens." let
1: right.
2: <laughs> oh, let's let's just try to find a symbolism right. to the cast, though. Because even if it was put for fun, there's always symbolism it's in in TV.
0: Well, yeah, that represents the Philorians and how small they are. In yeah, and like they're playing on Ember's him, and right? like that t- booping their nose. <laughs> yeah. And they're small children in comparison See, to his mightiness. Thinking, there we like, go, got it. I actually wrote it. down
1: Ember's whimsy bullshit. Kittens, Ember's whimsy bullshit. Oh, yeah. I was just trying like, to be deep. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Sometime. <laughs> no, it, it kind of represents how he's not super serious yeah, about he's like, hey, this. like, yeah. Okay. But also, here are kittens because fun and whimsy. And I kicked Martin Catwin out because he wasn't fun and whimsy. And only fun things in filly that are yeah. fun to me. He's a
2: transphobic asshole. Because yes, he told Margot, uh, "You look oddly like your girl." Ew. First, fuck you for being like patriarchal and everything. But what if Margot was like not passing? fuck you and he, he called her here after that
1: what if he thought that margot was
2: just a lost twink and she wasn't his i type? just don't think that he can fathom the idea that a woman can be hiking
1: no no
2: that's yeah. not fun that's not whimsy. well he wanted whimsy here you go that's some chat chatwin bullshit, and we're not. Yeah, it's it. kind of like all people. It's, it's really transphobic when he's like, "Oh, you look like a girl."
0: I mean, we can all agree that Amber's not exactly the most. Uh, I, I like also when
2: you say like, uh, "I'm I'm here uh, in case of World War World War." What is it? I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna. Rising of the Dead. talk about Rising of the Dead and how like, oh, but this one is meek. It's never going to happen. The dead are weak and slow. And basically that's the plot of season five.
1: I screamed when I heard that line. <laughs> it made me so excited. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, look at that oh, Uh Then okay. we're going back to Sam. Who put the pendant around her? No way, police would tamper with evidence like that. Sam
0: does what she wants.
2: Okay, but she's <laughs> Sam. But I-, I, think it's an it's another scene of like CSI, where they're on the field and then they're on the in the lab and then they go arrest the person. Oh yeah. You know, like okay. It's, uh, we go it's, back to it's Marco. a sci-fi show. Uh, sorry, Janet, who said this color-, color correction is so bad it's racist. As someone that do GIF and learn how to color, I was uh, problematic that way. It's so easy to whiten dark skin people, and I'm happy that Janet doesn't go with that. Janet has a lot of problems, but at least she's not into that, into the whitification of models.
0: I feel I feel like of all of them, the ones that changed the least were Big time. Josh I have and Margot
1: about that.
2: But um, the return of the, the iPad. return of the iPad. The fir- first thing she did is she put a brooch on it. Yeah, that's Margot. That's Margot, right, Janet? Because that's the the that's the remember of the iPad uh, flower. That she wears mm-hmm. uh, in the manjek, where like there's a big emphasis somewhere else than on the eye yeah. and then uh, Sam tackles her in the bathroom, cause why not? And <laughs> and, and she said, beautiful. "Tell me, uh, tell me, uh, that's your uh, Katie and Margot moment." <laughs> and uh, that's uh, she said, like, "Oh, tell me some uh, some nothing. weird has been happening, and you see Margot's uh, Janice face being like, well." Right, I just had that dream, <laughs> but there's always a, a you probably notice because it's really and Every time they try to poke too much, there's a high pitched sound that is so it's super distracting, which is kind of the point. Uh, and then bad luck, and so which distract them more from the truth, the more they go to the truth. The more the high pitched sound and the more the, the bad luck, the bigger the, is the bad
0: luck. Yeah. Well, I, if I started hearing all that shit, I would piece so quickly. I would be like, I would on, keep I'm not hearing it to see
1: if it was
2: still happening. Kind of reminds me of, um, of uh, the, 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 the whistle for dogs that we cannot hear, but they can, and that, that drives them crazy. I feel that is this kind of like that's a magic like beep, warning. Before
1: I had a dog, when I lived in Richmond, I would blow a dog whistle at like three o'clock in the morning because my neighbors were so loud all the time that I
2: would make their dog. Oh bark God! The <laughs> <laughs> um. Then we have we have the whole Scooby Gang together, and I have to, we have to find another name because that's physical kids Wheatley. All oh, the Questers. Let's call them the Questers.
1: I have a point I wanted to make that was really important to me about all coming together. Katie was the one who was always on the outside of the group. She was always the one that didn't belong Mm -hmm. in the group, that didn't belong at break bills, that didn't belong with them. And she was the one that brought them all together.
2: Oh, my God. In this moment. Yeah.
0: She
1: was the one who pulled them together from being the outcast. I love that. And that... That was a big Katie mm-hmm.
0: moment
1: for me. I think it sets Katie up. Mm-hmm. For this it really season.
0: does. You're right. Yeah, it like, it pushes, it, it doesn't push her, but like, I think it helps her realize that like, she doesn't have to be this out. She can do what she wants. Look at what she's fucking capable of. Yeah. Without, you know? You're right. You're I'm going right. to go on a,
1: a quick fashion thing, real quick, uh, in regards to this. This is kind of the first time Katie has stepped up and been a part of mm-hmm. the group. And her style when she's Sam is similar to Katie in the color colors. She wears a lot of green, which is for growth in this sense. But the style is completely different with the blazers and the button up shirt and the way her hair is pulled back. And throughout this season, she keeps Sam's style of dress. And I think it's because Sam. Empowered her? Empowered her was what kind of helped her. She brought them together and she wasn't an outcast
2: anymore. And she's really finding herself mm-hmm.
1: through all of the seasons.
2: Well, we see her work even continue to be on the cases that she, Sam was. Yeah. And I sent you a picture earlier where
1: I'm like, this isn't how Katie dresses. What the fuck is up with season four? And then I was thinking about I'm like,
0: she's she took a bit of like Sam, Sam with Sam. her. That's fucking nice. Go, Moggley.
1: So here's. Hold on, here's the thing. When she
0: was at Break Bills, she had
1: that long, flowy green cardigan, like yeah. Penny had, and Penny was her person at Break Bills. When she was out of Break Bills, it was more bomber and and moto jackets, like what oh, she wears when she was with Julia. Dresses like the person she's with in trying to find herself, and this is dressing like Sam is the closest so far she's come to dress to being.
0: For Hell Penny. yeah. Ooh.
2: I feel after that, we that became her style. Like, her style in season 5 is fabulous, but it's really Sam's style.
1: It, well, in season 5, it's different than it is in season 4. I think she had to go through this transition because mm-hmm. she had her shirt buttoned all the way up. She was wearing these these blazers. And trying to find herself, and in season five, it really turned into a combination of all of the styles she has worn throughout the last four yeah. seasons that all come together with the the moto jacket. She's got her her vest. She's got her blazer. She's got all of it coming together to be Katie. I told you
0: I'd study. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really cool. Where we're, uh, we're going,
2: uh, uh, Jasper is the. Um- uh, admin of the Magician Closet on, on Twitter. Which is so good! So, I know! Um, because of that, I have a fan cosplay. But... <laughs> <laughs> and you have a bunch of random yes! shit. Um, but uh, we're going to try in this season to have more of an emphasis on clothes when we can, because you have an eye. So Chase and I will try too. Uh, it just won't be as deep as KD is mimicking people.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, the first thing we hear Isaac say is him being excited, like, magic is real! Whoa! Magic is real! This is mimicking Josh when he's in the Monjack the first time he's like, I'm on a boat! I'm on a quest! Yes! <laughs> look at the yeah, motherfucking boat! It's really nice.
0: Um not mirror but it's kind of similar to what he was saying to julia in season three when like magic was all he really had he's an average dude he's mm-hmm. annoying at best well people view him as annoying at best um he just me. invites believe me i i love Josh so goddamn much um but no but like that's how he kind of views himself i fully believe that he he's like a, a partier um and and he does a lot of that stuff to kind of tamper that down. But the one thing he was good at and the one thing he excelled like like excelled at was magic. So to have that little glimpse of like probably what Josh might have been when he first like realized Breakbills bills was a real thing was like so in- it was so cute.
1: Yeah. It was. Well think about like the difference between Josh and Josh yeah, 23. Oh, yeah, exactly. mm-hmm.
0: Dick
2: Josh
1: versus Co- Coveted yeah. Josh. Josh. Josh.
0: Amazing what lasers will do. <laughs>
2: uh, then we have a, a, a basically the um, Sophie, the Margot Janet's assistant, uh, saying like, "Oh, I cannot expense it," and she's like, "Oh, it's for DJ Hansel. Uh, there is uh, minions who did a Taylor Swift remix." Yes, but the thing is, basically, that's really smart because Janet used. Hansel's fame to distract her assistant.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: That is smart. Um, on DJ Hansel, Penny, and Distractions, I was thinking about him as a DJ. And I know that they don't have magic, but what had... Going back to uh, the last uh, podcast I did, uh, which was 23, even when magic was gone... Penny could still hear voices. Mm-hmm. So I think being a DJ with the loud music distracts him from that and drowns it him It also out. explains
0: the vape pen because I don't think there was like cigarette shit in there. Nicotine, that's what I meant to say. That yeah.
2: that, that could be why Fong made him a DJ.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: To like cut that because that's something that he cannot cut. And that was in season one when the Beast was he turned his music up really mm-hmm.
1: loud so i think that's drowning out the psychic powers
2: i also like when um
0: that's really good <laughs>
2: when uh sophie's trying to uh like sophie's like oh i'm going to go do the expense and Margot's like, oh yeah get me latte from that place you know with the things i like and uh and 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 uh, and, uh, and, and solia's like oh and almond milk i fucking love them this is such like a mundane thing but it shows their character uh-huh. Like that, that like Margot is that Devil Wear Prada, where she has her coffee shop with her latte that she liked this time, and meanwhile, like there's Ansel, like yeah, but with almond milk.
1: Sorry, I was really, really excited when I first saw it in season four, and I'm twice as excited now that I'm studying fashion. So, in The Devil Wears Prada, the the character, the devil character, is based on Anna Windsor, oh. right? Okay. Who was nicknamed? I'm getting there. Who was
2: nicknamed the Ice Queen? Mm-hmm.
0: <gasps> now, what is Margot's discipline? And what is Margot's? I title? love it. I'm Ma- sorry, you just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm For the first, a
2: podcast listener that might not know Margot in the book, or uh, discipline is Cryomancy. Janet, Janet <clears throat> fucking Janet, uh, is Cryomancy. <laughs>
1: I just thought that was so clever to base her off of someone nicknamed the Ice Queen and Margot is
2: her power is ice and she is Yeah, a queen. that's
0: interesting. I wonder if they did it on purpose.
2: I also like the Marina plot twist. I remember when I saw it the first time not remembering and and like not knowing I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and knowing it's Marina twenty-three, like we know okay, she say like, oh there's a price on your head, that's why I, I Did she kind of try to help them because she kind of bailed her out of their timeline?
0: No, I think she did it because if she could get all of those kids in her favor, she could pull in favors. That's what I think it was.
1: I think it's also, this is a different timeline for Mm -hmm. Marina. She doesn't know people like she might have expected to. She and Pete aren't even like friends. Yeah. Yeah. Like her best friend is not her friend, so I think there was also a little bit of these people are familiar to me. I want to keep them alive. Yeah,
0: maybe I. I do. There was. There was definitely an air of like self-serving to why she did everything it, she does. She's yeah. self-serving. Yeah,
1: that's kind of what I'm. What I'm saying is that it is very self-serving in a sense where it's like I don't know anyone. I
2: need as many
0: allies oh, as I, sure, sure, get. Sure,
2: sure. I want to keep them alive. Yeah. I know these people. Keep them alive. So at least I can abuse them later. Yeah. Kind of like how you kept Josh 23 mm-hmm. alive.
1: Yeah. I know him. That's my friend now. That's my best friend. I also lo-
2: I-, I also love that it's the only time we're going to see Marina wear color. She wears uh, well, that's not true in in season 5 she will once. Wants- But she wears purple.
1: Marina dresses, and this is true throughout all of her outfits, Marina dresses to be remembered but not described. Because go ahead, describe that fucking outfit.
2: You'll sound like a crazy person. If you look at purple, uh, the symbolism first is magic.
0: Oh, I thought it was royalty.
2: Well, there's royalty. There's power, ambition, wisdom pride mystery and magic if she's not all of that in this episode i don't know what it's fair that's yeah (laughs) um but marina also said it took a lot of magic to change them into what they are and uh that's basically their library gave magic to um henry to do the spell before they started to restrain them
0: to like siphon it
2: yeah I also, uh, that's the last thing I have, is um, Isaac asking Marina if she's a white witch, and she's like, yeah, sure! <laughs> she's the less white witch I think we can find in this show. But I mean, She's not going to
1: tell him <laughs> that. I like, though, that also that Marina knows her magic and she knows how to put up a fucking ward and all this shit Shit's been going on and she's like, No, I know how
2: magic works. We're fine. Mm-hmm. All right. So um that's what I had for my notes. Did you have anything else that you wanted to talk?
1: I did. Um at the very, very end, um, when Margot's transported to Fillery. Yes. At the very end. Um the first thing I noticed were her shoes. Which were high heeled clear bullshit that does not yeah, belong. Have in the fun woods. walking in that. And she's in white, poor girl. And I think the the white and those heels and all that really accentuates how out of place she oh, is. Oh, totally. It's horrible. I think it's you're in the forest in high heels and a white jumpsuit, honey. You you're out of your depth. You're out of your element.
2: So it's time for Lectio like, Divina where we're going to take a sentence and analyze it through a sacred ritual. So I'm going to go, um, tell me when to stop scrolling. Go. Okay. (laughs) We share one brain cell. Okay. The sentence is, I was obsessed with perfecting this spell. So the first step of lectio lectio divina is to see what literally is happening. I'm going to reread the the sentence. I was obsessed with with perfecting the spell.
0: This is Santa, right? Yes,
2: Santa is um telling a story to Alice. He was hyper-focused on getting this right, and there were yeah, no distractions. ain't no
0: distractions for that tunnel vision, that's for sure.
2: Uh, second step allegory. What does it remind you, like, as a story? I was obsessed with perfecting this spell.
0: Taking things too far, like, getting in a little over your head, maybe.
2: Do you have a story that makes... um? That come in mind for me, it re- yeah. My whole
0: ass life, my dude. It, <laughs> reminds,
2: it reminds me of uh, um, Aladdin, uh-huh. where uh, Jafar is obsessed with the spell with the, um, the beetle. Oh, that Jafar, bring in I, yeah, that bring yeah. the sand dune that bring in, and he needed like the, a pure heart uh-huh. person. But like, it was Jafar's obsession that started the whole thing, uh-huh. basically. Uh-huh. Uh, that's what it brought to me. Man, I was thinking of that story where that
1: everything that guy touched turned to gold oh, because Midas? he was so obsessed with love. Midas.
2: Yeah, Midas. I'm bad at names. Um, did it bring something to you or not, Chase?
0: Honestly, I think of every single like mad scientist trope in every single horror video game where you like mm. collect notes around the lab and they're like, It was mm. too powerful, but I couldn't stop. That's just, Do you think God stays
1: in heaven because He too lives in fear? Thank you, Spy Kids. Dead? Um.
2: <laughs> okay, third step. What does it remind you in your in your life? Okay, let's admit it. We're all perfectionists here.
0: I'm. I'm. I'm not so much a perfectionist as a. Well, if it's not going to be perfect, why should I fucking start? Oh. <laughs> So uh, oh, I may boy, have yeah. a slight laziness to my persona for that exact reason. <laughs> I was just thinking about that time I started looking for Finn's belt for Cat oh, boy,
1: and I like making Cat happy, <laughs> and we'll sometimes just look for Finn things because I'm like, when Cat wakes up, mm-hmm. she'll get this.
2: But I was looking for this belt, and I looked. I'm like, it's been six yeah, it took hours, them two days. Um, for me, it reminds me. Um, that I have an hyper focus tendency.
0: I mean that's why we all here. <laughs> Ooh,
2: ADHD crowd. I don't have ADHD, but I have a, a, a tendency to escapism. Uh, that I think that's why uh, we with part of this podcast about the magician is all we're all obsessed with perfecting this spell, this show. Uh-huh. Um and last, last, um, last step is, what do you feel called for? So I'm going to read the last time. Uh, the, I was obsessed with perfecting this spell. I feel called to not seek perfection. Mm-hmm. Or like you were saying, Chase, of if it's not perfect, what bother?
0: Try to bother. For the record, yeah, no, that is super unhealthy. Please don't do that. I am working on it and you should do if you are in that. <laughs> but let's try to bother. Yeah, let's try to give a shit. That's And, more <laughs> and it's
2: okay if it's not perfect. I don't uh-huh. think perfection exists, so
0: I don't think perfect Yeah, you're right. It's just it's okay as long as you did it, as long as you tried it. That's pretty dope.
2: Um finally let's do the flower in the vase. Flower in the vase is an expression my grandma used to say, uh, saying that yeah, you don't give the flowers and the vase at the same time. You don't give a back-ended compliment such as Hey, Kim, you're good at magic for a squib. Um, so we give a flowers to a character that uh, kudos to them and a vase to someone that uh, needs a vase in the face. So uh, who do you want to start? Katie gets the flower. Yes. Katie brought them together. Katie
1: focused on this shit. Katie's like, yeah, shit's blowing up. And maybe... Maybe a satellite dish will fly out and hit me on the head and kill me. But
2: you know what? I'm gonna die figuring this out. Let's give each uh, each our flowers. So Chase, your flower.
0: Oh, um, I'll go. I'll go like the like minor characters of the show. I I really liked Fog in this episode. What he was doing to Julia and just how he grew as a bit of a, a character. So I'm gonna give it to him for being like protective, but like still Fog about it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think this was Fog's best episode. Wow, yeah, yeah, It's, it's really good in this episode. I will give my flower to... Um,
0: oh, you can't say Ben, so this is hard mode.
2: <laughs> to Janet-Margo uh, for believing Katie and using her wealth and her connection to bring them together.
0: Yeah. How
2: about your vase?
0: Mine is ember because if he would have just fucking listened for five goddamn seconds it would have been easier but like yep. no he's gonna ember this shit up
2: <laughs> i will give mine to a brick bill uh, student for calling julia a squib instead of laughing her yeah fuck that because we, we we saw like in quentin's year how they were trying to help each other
0: mm-hmm.
2: and meanwhile they're call they're calling julia a squib uh what is your uh vase
1: Todd. Yeah. <laughs> for not only that knockoff Dulce and Gabbana shirt, which come on, you are a magician. Just go rob an ATM, get the money. You can you can do it. I'm not saying you can pull it off and look good, but you can try. And also for trying yeah. to be Elliot, Todd, figure out who Todd, Todd should is. Focus on Todd
0: first. Find
1: <laughs> Go on, Katie's outfit journey. Figure out who you are. You're
2: not Elliot. You you don't want to be. He's not happy. Bad things happen to him. Uh, well, this was a kind of a really amazing, and I needed this distraction. Oh, okay,
0: man, Same. me
2: too. <laughs> that was amazing. Thank you very much, girls. Thank
0: you for having me.
2: Thank you. So, I uh, will uh, let you go and have a wonderful day. bye okay. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <you so> <laughs>
1: Don't come